0: Garrett Wynne-Davies is a Welsh-Canadian actor who has starred in numerous plays, movies, and television shows since his debut in 1977. We met Mr. Davies in September of 2023 and completely lost our minds. After we came to, we had one goal in mind, watch everything he has ever been in, so that next time, we're ready. How has this man made a career out of making out on screen? Will this be enough to help us make it through the next meeting still conscious? This isn't a podcast. It's an inoculation.
1: Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm Meg. And this is Gear Can Get It. Today's episode, a dog that knows insurance fraud? (laughs) They
0: gave awards for makeouts on screen or stage This guy would get a lifetime achievement He'll find any excuse to get right to suck and face You honestly wouldn't believe it Dissecting each and every kiss with
1: tongue There's only one conclusion to come to It's the get. get
0: <laughs> oh my god. We're- and does computer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Oh my god. Uh today's episode uh season 3 episode 15 of The Littlest Hobo, Once Upon a Time, T Y M E. This is from
0: 1982.
1: Oh. I don't even I don't even know where to start with this episode. It was so
0: T Y M E.
1: Yes, yeah. What year? 82. 82.
0: What's the other one? The other Littlest Hobo? Eighty
1: three. Oh, the original series? No, no. The, the next one. The
0: other one that he's in.
1: Uh, it's from nineteen eighty three, and it's oh, okay. called Scavenger Hunt. Okay. Which oh, 82 we'll get to. So
0: this is five years after Harvest of Doom and Sadness,
1: <laughs> Deadly Harvest. <laughs> that fucking movie. We. I'm glad that we watched um, Deadly Harvest, and then we went right into Littlest Hobo because like we needed a breather. Yeah, we
0: needed a palate cleanser, and we needed like, oh, okay, Garrett is gonna get it. Like he's
1: gonna grow up. It's all right. This is this is definitely like he does. He hits a bunch of the characteristics. In yeah, this. he hits a bunch of the of the high points. Um, so this this TV series is it's a remake of a series from the '60s, and the second series ran in the '80s. So if you're looking for this online, you might see it called the New Littlest Hobo. But when we watched it, like the actual opening credits, just say Littlest Hobo. But it's. It's a pretty famous Canadian children's program. Like, I remember being aware of it when I was a kid, even though I never watched it. Um, the basic premise is that there is a German shepherd who doesn't get a name. He's the littlest hobo. And he, like, each episode is him going to, like, a different location and helping out different people. It's kind of like, I feel like there were a lot of shows like this in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Like, you just, your main character pops into a new place. He meets some new characters. He solves their problems. And then he's the a nice
0: monster of the week. It made a nice like oop a nice little novella episode. Yeah, start middle and end.
1: Yeah, uh, when I was looking this up on Wikipedia, when we were when I was trying to explain like the whole the like conceit of the show, um, <laughs> you and I saw this. There's like a little thing on Wikipedia that says the dog might be the product of a government experiment because <laughs> I guess I guess there's some later episode where like they find out some information that suggests that he's like a super a super dog created by the government for you know whatever reason the government would want a super dog um and that whoever it is who finds this information the do- the dog comes along and like rips up the paperwork suggesting that like it's not it's not just like a th- a theory or like some other dog or or something that's wrong like that the dog knows that this information is out there and like is trying to is trying to keep it hush hush his yeah. like secret government agent nature which I feel like if that's accurate, like that is the only way to understand what is happening in this series. Because it if you if you look at this like this is an actual dog, it makes no fucking sense. No. It's it's a world that is not is not our world. Everyone is like weirdly cool with a German Shepherd just like hanging around and then fucking off, which I feel like I feel like in real life you'd be like, Whose dog is this? Where did you come from? Um and everyone in this show talks to the dog like they know the dog is a secret government experiment super dog like that they know that the dog understands them and that the dog understands things and they have no questions and they have no follow-up and they're just like yes so fucking makes no sense the show okay so anyways he's a super smart dog he's the littlest hobo he travels from town to town so this episode starts oh sorry before we before we even start we need to discuss the opening credits <laughs> because it appears to be, it appears to be like clips from other episodes of The Littlest Hobo. There's a scene where a dog is carrying a rifle <laughs> and like I need, I need to know more about like, does The Littlest Hobo know how to work a shotgun? Because like The Littlest Hobo can do everything. Yes. When we watch this, like there's nothing The Hobo can't do. So I'm like, is he also a crack shot? Like what? Uh, Yeah. In the 70s and 80s and 90s, I feel like we were just fine with guns being all over TV like anyways. Yes. But I'm watching this with the dog and I'm just like, the fuck? Like, I just... Anyways, he's like a super magic dog, but in the world of the show, they treat it like this is normal and fine. And so if you're like 10 watching this, I feel like you're like, yes, I accept this premise. Yeah, okay. But I'm 36 and the whole time I was just screaming at the television going, what the fuck am I watching? (laughs) Okay, so... Little list hobo. Okay. Um... (laughs) The dog gets – the dog's name is in the credits before Garrett's, which fucking cracks me up. So anyways, <laughs> but at least he gets to be Garrett Wynn Davies in this and not yeah. Gary Davies or, um, as we'll see in a later movie, Gerent Davies. <laughs> <laughs> this poor fucking man. Like he just – like just spell his name right. Anyways, right. so they spell his name right in this, but he's after the dog. So um, this episode opens at some kind of like traveling low-budget – really rough looking full of tetanus renaissance fair it's like rent a renaissance fair yeah yeah it is it's like not even like like the actual like rent it's like two guys in a wagon it's like really it's like real murdery looking anyways so we're at the it opens with the renaissance fair um, and there's a little car stopped outside the renaissance fair this dog the littlest hobo is like aha a, a traveler in distress let me go and help him because like As we will learn in later episodes, the dog is also a mechanic. (laughs) The the dog knows shit. So the dog is like, bar, like, here to help you. And whose car is it? Young Garrett Wynn-Davies. What? I don't, I think his name is David in this, but, like, it doesn't fucking matter. matter. He's young Garrett Wynn-Davies. He's hot. He's young. I think he's wearing a vest in this because he's always wearing a vest. He's got the flowing hair. He's got the tight 70s pants, even though it's Mm -hmm. 1982. I love it. No notes. Good job. So um, I'm sorry. No, I did make notes. Uh, he's got helmet hair because, of course, he does, and a brown suit and a matching brown vest because we're getting into the '80s with right. the brown. Ugh. And he's
0: supposed to be straight-laced, nerdy guy. Yeah, he yeah. likes
1: computers, which that must have been a real fucking stretch for him. <laughs> like, oh, okay. My understanding is, his will I skills. have to
0: actually interact with a computer? <laughs> which thankfully he does no. not this
1: episode. So yeah. yeah, he gets to he gets to like put on he gets to put on the persona of guy that likes computers. <laughs> <laughs> such a stretch. So, um he's working, he's got the um the hood of the car open and he's like tinkering around with the engine and he sees the dog and again, everyone in the show treats the dog like he's like he's just a guy, like a guy that walks up cuz he's like, "Hey dog, I'm in love with a lady at the Renaissance fair and there's nothing that you can do for me because my problem's emotional, not mechanical." fucking hold up so (laughs) this show so like the dog comes up and you're like dog let me tell you my emotional problems but dog you can't help me because you could probably help me with my mechanical issues because you're obviously a dog mechanic but like you're not a dog therapist you're not a dog emotional counselor dog you can't help me in the way that i want to be helped i just fucking i was like what (laughs) all right but i will say everyone in this show Absolutely sells that they are talking to someone that understands them. Like none of them is yeah. none of them is like talking to a dog. They're all like, "I am on the great Canadian children's television program, The Littlest Hobo. I will treat this with the level of respect that it and deserves. gravitas and dignity that The Littlest Hobo deserves from me. I will bring my A game." So I was like, "I was like, okay, I respect that." So, anyways, Gary is <laughs> um, uh, pouring out his emotional problems to the dog, <laughs> as one does. Um, <laughs> I read my notes. I wrote, "Does he think the dog is a mechanic?" <laughs> the
0: show makes no. Well, he's not wrong. He's
1: not. We, but we won't find that out until um the next episode that we talk about. In yeah. this episode, he doesn't do a lot of mechanical.
0: No, uh, no, he fucking, just solves a uh, insurance solves investigation insurance. issue.
1: I th- okay, we're gonna get there because this I like lost my mind. Okay, so Gary's fixing the car, and he's like, oh, I have emotional problems. The dog is like, bar, bar, So then you see um, a carriage, an old-timey wooden carriage come by, and there's a pretty Renaissance lady named Lily Ann, and she's sitting on the front, and she's the one driving the carriage, and there's um, two great big Clydesdale horses that are attached at the front. And they've got that little, like, that little wooden bar that they that you see that they have, like, when you've got two horses on a carriage, like, to keep yeah. them, like, walking together in line. Um, and all of a sudden the dog is like, brr, brr, trouble. Like the dog sees trouble before any, tr- he's like psychic and can <laughs> smell tampering. I don't know. It The dog, the dog as a secret agent is the only thing that makes any sense to me in this. So anyways, the dog is like, brr, what's going on? Um, the horse is... Um, come off the carriage because that little bar that keeps the two horses, like, together and, I guess, attached to the carriage has been tampered with, and so it breaks, and the two horses, like, slowly walk away from the front of the carriage, and it's like, oh, no, tampering, drama. So, um, David, like, is like, oh, my God, Lillian, like, are you okay? What's going on? And she goes, uh, David, stop following me. God damn it, David. (laughs) We dated once. We dated, we're not dating anymore. Like, leave me the fuck alone, which, um, you see later in the in the episode that Gare on his keys has a giant keychain that is a photo of him and Leanne together. So I'm like, you, she's acting like they had one date and he's acting like they they were lovers for years. And he has this on their keychain. So like one version of this is very different from the – like what actually is your relationship yeah. with – like what, what actually happened? What is actually going on here? Because like you act like he's a stalker and he's acting like he's got photos of you together. So like did he – do old-timey 1970s photoshop like what is this
0: they went out once they got that keychain taken together <laughs> at
1: the first date at the first date and, and then he she was
0: like we're destined to be together and she was like we can't she was Your so horrified and i'm renaissance <laughs> festival when she says that i was like
1: are you are you fucking kidding i'm me? into
0: the theater and you're into computers we, we can will never, never be
1: together <laughs> <laughs> he's like I could do theater star crossed lovers as in forever night I <laughs> fucking love it I loved her being like I am, co- I am theater and you are computers and he's like yes I am logical and computers mm-hmm. and I will never I can never be theater and I was like mm, okay you're you're reaching real hard into your bag of tricks there, sir. Cause like, <laughs> I <laughs> am so fucking theater. <laughs> you are the most theater that anyone has ever been. <laughs> you like computers and I like performing. We, we can never work. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Then Gare's like, acting isn't work. And I was like, <sighs> Gare. You, <laughs> it's not Karen. you're you bringing David. it, you are bringing it so deep. I, you had to say something that you so categorically do not believe in. Like, I don't know how you didn't just you flip inside out. go barf in the bushes after that. He was like, hang <laughs> <laughs> on, <laughs> it, it hurt me to deny my nature so much. <laughs> I, I am computer. Do you not see my brown suit? <laughs> <I'm so laughs> and my fancy car <laughs> with the engine in the back. Unless I'm looking in the trunk. He's what? Not. No, he's in the front. He's in the front of the car. No, he's
0: in the back. Was he? Uh huh. It's one of those fancy
1: cars where the engine's in the back. Oh, was the car parked backwards on the road?
0: Mm, I don't I know just... It's facing where the carriage comes in. Okay,
1: out. The, oh, so the car is facing backwards then. Okay, I just saw him at the left side of the screen, so I was like, aha, the front of the car. <laughs> God, I'm a, I'm a, I'm dumber than the dog. Okay, so so she's like get the fuck away from me. You are a computer, I am theater. Our love can never be. <laughs> um Gare, okay, the dog br- the dog finds the piece of wood that was broken, the little um little bar that was broken from the carriage and he brings it over to Gare and Gare's like, "Aha, it's been cut." The girl the girl has no reaction to this at all. Like it is clearly something that has been tampered with on her carriage. Someone is trying to hurt or, can- or kill her and she's like I don't have anything to say in this scene, so I guess I'll stand here and look pretty in my Renaissance garb that I wear on the way to the Renaissance fair because it doesn't need to make any sense. So anyways, all of a sudden, this guy wearing the discountiest, like, party city (laughs) (laughs) Knights ensemble who looks like everyone – so girl looks like she's in her 20s. Gare, this is, what, the early 80s, so he's, what, maybe 30, maybe – Um, maybe maybe so he's like late 20s early 30s yeah
0: mid to late 20s
1: this guy comes by he is like a hard 48 (laughs) (laughs) He he is rough looking but they play this sort of like he either wants to date her or maybe they are dating her or they have like a quasi almost romantic relationship and I was like first off you ugly <laughs> you you, <laughs> you real you real ugly and also like you're so much older than her and he's also like very tall and skinny to the point where like if he's in a scene with someone he looks like he has to bend over forward like curl over like a yeah. like the like scoliosis so it's just it's like you you don't match with anyone else, and the fact that you seem to be presented as like the love rival is is real uncomfortable for me. It's like it's real creepy because you yeah. seem like her boss at the Renaissance Fair, and pretty sure he is. Yeah, so he comes up and he's like, aha. he has like this weird like like Waluigi voice. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you were drinking. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's just a, and he's
0: wearing chainmail, <laughs> fake
1: plastic chainmail. Yeah,
0: all it, the way down. Like he's wearing chainmail pants with
1: with a chainmail. Um, like uh, hood on, and then yeah. on top of the hood is like a weird plastic tin can helmet. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's a fucking lot. And on top of that, he's got like his um his medieval knight, like his uh his little v- vest
0: thing on. Yeah, yeah,
1: his little like um, tunic, his tunic, his tunic. Yeah. And on the back, it has his like his coat of arms, and he's like, ah, <laughs> here I am. So <laughs> I'm a real knight. <laughs> he was so creepy as fuck. So he shows up. Um, And he's like, uh, I'm blaming you, Gare, for all these accidents around camp because apparently this is not the first act of sabotage that's been happening. And he goes, stop sabotaging us or I'll call the police. And I'm like, what you're describing is like not like, I don't know, like cutesy pranks, which I don't like pranks in general. I think no pranks are cutesy. But like he's acting like you're you're an annoyance and I'm going to call the cops if you don't stop annoying us. But what he's describing is like people are almost getting killed. Yeah, acts yeah. of acts of vandalism that are that are like putting people's lives in danger. So him being like, one more time, and then I'll call the cops. I'm like, <laughs> who has to die for you, sir, Marshall? His name is Marshall, but we're just gonna call him fucking Waluigi because he yeah. sucks. So, anyways, he's like, Mah. so he. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep making that noise the whole episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the discount night is like, stop sabotaging us, or I'll call the cops. Um, and. He uh, he puts Lillian on the back of his horse and I was like, Oh, don't touch him. He looks like damp. Don't fucking <laughs> So <looks> they <laughs> he takes her to the um, to the Renaissance Festival. He gets some rando like juggler at the Renaissance Festival to go back to the um, to the carriage, and he's like, Go pick up the carriage, go bring it, and the horse is back, whatever. Um, Gare, go fuck off. And Gare, as they're walking away, is like, I'm at the local motel. You should come and see me so we can figure out our relationship. And I'm like, two seconds ago, she's like, Leave me alone, Gare. I don't <laughs> we like talked one time on the yeah. phone. Like, please, please leave me alone. But he's Gary and he can overcome anything. So. Yeah, he's like,
0: we just need to be alone together. <laughs> like five minutes, problem solved, okay?
1: Let me use my BDE on you. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I just need you in radiant. <laughs> just the radiation comes at him. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I think I want to fuck Se- you now. 70s <laughs> laser music. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that sound coming from? You don't need to know. <laughs> she's dizzy and gets a nosebleed and she's like, what? What is this happening? (laughs) Anyways, he, like, is shouting at her, like, I'm room 236 at the local motel. You go down the street. You turn left. Okay, bye. (laughs) As she slowly walks, like, rides away on her horse. Yeah. So he goes over to his local um, little motel. Um, uh, So, yeah, he's like, we have to get this sorted out. And I was like, you're not dating her. What? So he goes. He heads off the local motel. Um, gross, Marshall and Leanne go back to the um, Renaissance Festival, and Leanne's like, "I don't think David would try to sabotage all this." And then Marshall's like, "Maybe you don't understand what love is." And then kisses her hand, and I was like, uh, uh, just, uh. Just, just, "You're just, you just, just gross and damp, and go back to your swamp. I don't like you. I don't like you. You're just, you're, you're really upsetting in your whole physical presence." And like I said, he's so tall that like for him to bend over and like kiss her hand is like he has to curve himself in half like three times like he a just, question mark yes yeah he's just like Mah. I was like no, fucking. Just, I just want to spray him with some mace be like just get the fuck away from here just just go you're gross um, so okay so then gear goes <laughs> goes back to his car and he like fixes something in the hood and the dog is looking at him like you asshole. And Garrett's like, yeah, I pretended that something was wrong with the car. There's nothing actually wrong with the car. I just stopped the car so that I could go and see Lillian. I guess I'm not as interesting as Marshall. I'm like, how are you using interesting in this sentence? Because he's like, he's interesting in that he seems to be some kind of subspecies of man. He's interesting from like a- He may be fungus. From an anthropological perspective (laughs) that this guy is so fucking, like he literally should be twirling his mustache the whole time and going, aha, I just tied a woman to some train tracks. He's interesting that way. But he's, but Gary's like, oh, I only, I, my my job is computer. I will never be as interesting as Marshall. And I was just like, okay, we're really reaching, we're really reaching for you to feel bad about yourself right now, sir, with your cute floppy 70s hair, whatever. So, um, In my notes, I was like, "Marshall's like ten years older than everyone, and wearing a plastic vest." Like, how is he more interesting <laughs> than you? Whatever. So, um, we now we cut back to the Renaissance Fe- to like, sorry, the woods slightly to the left of the Renaissance festival because I think they only had like one field, and they're like, yeah. "We have to, we have to have many scenes." <laughs> so, um, this guy pops out of the woods who looks like the most stereotypical cartoon mobster I've ever like. He just he should be wearing like a purple suit. Like, yeah. he's just he's just like, hey. and he sees, um, he sees Marshall. And he's like, Marshall, you owe me money, you dumb bitch. Like, where's where's this money? And Marshall is like, um, let me explain to you how my insurance fraud works. And the whole time, the dog is watching. And I was just like, okay, all right, fine. So the dog is watching. And maybe the dog just, like, senses, oh, these are bad guys and they're going to do a bad guy thing But no, that would be underestimating the littlest hobo because what happens is Marshall's like, okay, I've insured the whole um, the whole like two dollar (laughs) plywood Renaissance (laughs) Festival and I've been um, causing small accidents all around the Renaissance Festival. And I've been using Gare as a patsy to make it look like he's the one that's causing all this problem. So then I'm going to burn down the Renaissance Festival. I'm going to make it look like he was the one that did it. Um, and then I will get all the insurance money and I'll give the insurance money to you and then I'll have paid you off and we're all good. And I don't, did you, did it make, did you know why he owed money to this guy? Was it like gambling debts or something? No, he's just like, you owe me money. He just owes him money. Okay, yeah. yeah no, it
0: never elaborates. Yeah,
1: we don't. We don't need to know. We just. We need to know that the dog understands insurance fraud, but not yeah. <laughs> why Marshall. I like to think that he is just like <laughs> he's like a sex addict because no one else will touch him, and <laughs> this guy is like the pimp. <laughs> I, I let you fuck her on credit, man, but <laughs> you owe me twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a lot of sex with her. You had sex with her yeah. one time, and she was so grossed out. She was like twenty grand. Twenty grand.
0: We don't even know. We don't know anything. We don't know how much he actually owes he's just like your whole thing isn't worth
1: yeah the value of one renaissance festival that is being run on the cheap i guess
0: <laughs> yeah it's not enough and he's like no no you don't understand i insured it yeah
1: it's insurance it's insurance so it's, yeah so what are the guys like
0: oh okay he's like i just have to destroy it by
1: midnight tonight yeah you're right they're at the deadline of like the end of the insurance period and i yeah. was just
0: like the fuck it doesn't always go to midnight i i It's fine. It's fine.
1: It's it's, it's, it's fine. We don't have to understand it. The children who watch this don't have to understand it. But the dog has to understand it. Right. So the dog is watching. The dog is like, aha, insurance fraud. (laughs) I was like, the fuck? Okay. So um, I literally wrote, the dog understands financial crimes. So, okay. So then we go to the Renaissance Festival and um, we watch a little bit of the performance by Lillianne. I didn't catch this the first time, but the second time when you and I were watching Lillian keeps mentioning the devil. <laughs> she and not even just like there's a play and like the devil is a is the character is a character in it or like a devil. But Like I pledge my soul to, to the Lucifer. Devil. Yeah. yeah, I pledge my soul to <laughs> Lucifer, and I was like, I'm sorry, can we back the fuck up? What is uh, okay. she's performing this play for like for an audience of about 15 bored children? Yeah, and the it whole looks play.
0: Like, bring your kids to work today. We're gonna put them in the field. They're gonna watch a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are not even like. Like, the Renaissance Festival in North Carolina has a, like, a, a plot of land that it's always at, and there's buildings that are always there, and it's, like, a permanent installation that they just only have the Renaissance Festival at, like, for, what, two or three months every yeah. year. Uh, this, or, so, like, you know where to go, like, if you want, and I feel like most Renaissance Festivals are like that. There's, like, a place and you go there. Yeah. This is, like, a weird traveling fair and I was like, well, maybe it's more like the cir Okay, it's like the circus maybe they just they travel from place to place whatever. But like now they're a traveling Satanic Renaissance festival <laughs> and I was like I was like, I have some follow up questions. Are they going to like, is there like a back room in the, uh, <laughs> is there a back room in the carriage like full of like children that they're going to sacrifice to somebody later? Like what? Yeah.
0: Well, we like, and we see her go down, like they lower her on an elevator and then she comes back up and is performing. But the stage is clearly not that deep, like not deep enough for her to completely lower while still standing up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, it's like the carriage, but sideways, but like cut through sideways. So yeah. it's like she'd have to just be like bent in half and be like, hello, I floated down from except, the heavens. no, except she's on like, it's weird. It, you know what? Don't, don't. The sets don't make a lot of don't, sense. just watch um, it. I think possibly they're meant to be hell based on her pledging herself <laughs> to Satan. And then at the end, when we like, at the very, very end, there's like another scene at the Renaissance Festival. And someone is carrying a big banner that's like, it's like four feet wide. It's a huge, big, yeah. wide banner. And the thing on the front of the banner looks like baphomet you know like the like the like naked from the top like goat legs like i've got horns on top and i was like i was like yeah but like not even like not just like a satyr, but like like full on and i think it even has bat wings if i remember right yeah but it's like it's very clearly like some kind of like devil and i was like so again guys it's not just that you had like devil props but you like specifically call out lucifer earlier and now at the end of the episode you have a flag with his picture on it yeah what the fuck? What are, what is this? What, like, is, is Lillian trying, like, is she, like, entrapping and snaring men and, like, fucking them to death for the, for Satan? Like, what? Because that's a much more interesting episode. Like, what? <laughs> like, we got insurance crime, but, like, underneath this, like, the devil? But, like, okay, whatever. So I was, I, the second time through, I was like, the fuck? What? Um, never explained. No. Just, no. nope. Just, just no. Lucifer and, like, 10-year-olds. It's fine. <laughs> so anyways, she does her little performance. Um, she's like burr, burr, burr. and I, I was trying to listen to it and I was like is any of this like is this Shakespeare is this from like another no. like playwright from the Renaissance and I tried like typing in some of the stuff that she's saying into Google and Google's like the fuck I don't know so they just <laughs> they like just made up whatever this stuff is so um yeah. it doesn't matter you're supposed to be focusing on the little hobo uh, yeah the dog the dog is the only character so um they're in front of an audience of 15 10 year olds and some elderly people doing their weird shakespeare thing not shakespeare satan so then in the middle of her not Shakespeare, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking thing is so insane um so then like she she in the middle of her thing she's like it's time for a concessions break and i was like the fuck? Like, you have you have intermission at this play that's not a play? Like, Who would eat food made there? I, nobody. No, you would get poisoned 100% very quickly. But it's like, she's like, let's all go to the lobby. I'm like, I'm like, okay, whatever. So during the concessions break, which I'm just imagining, like, all these people in Renaissance garb just having a little smoke break behind their one trailer while all the 10-year-olds watch. So as they're doing that, the dog breaks into Marshall's trailer And he finds um, the insurance contract. So we've now established that the dog knows what an insurance contract is. He understands insurance fraud. And he can read. Correct. Never fucking explain. (laughs) Like, okay. So the dog goes in. Um, He finds, like, the folded up. It looks sort of like... The way that, like, an old-timey will would be where it's got, like, the colored piece of paper on the outside and it's folded into three, kind of like a pamphlet. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's all folded up like that into three and it's in a little plastic um, envelope so that the dog can pick it up without, you know, like, getting drool on it because, you know, we had to think ahead with our props. So the dog picks up the insurance contract and he... Um, he runs over to the hotel to find David and the way that they film this, sorry, the motel, the way that they film this is the dog runs over to the motel and then the camera goes up to the sign on top of the motel with the name of it. It's like the Crenshaw Hotel, Motel, whatever. And then it goes back to the dog and I'm like, so you're the way you're filming it, the dog is reading the sign on the motel yes. being like, aha, yes, right. the Crenshaw, that's where I had to go. Yes. And I was like, the fuck? And then the dog walks in front of, it's one of those motels where it's just like you walk in to your room off the street, like it's a one- yeah. One long building, basically. So the dog walks down, um, recognizes David's car, and then goes from David's car to the door, back to the car. And it's like, aha, yes, this is the room that David's in. And I was like, the fucking kind of logical reasoning. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sure. So then the dog goes Do up. a that question, though, I both. I know. He, the, little Tobol's like, brr, on the door. Gare opens it up and it's like, "Aha! It's my old friend, the littlest hobo," and lets the stray dog into his hotel He's room. He's like, "Oh, you want to come in? Sure. Yeah." He treats it like, like, yeah, you're the you're the guy that I met earlier. Like, you're a human man, but instead, it's bar, bar, the littlest hobo. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Before the littlest hobo goes to Lily Anne first to try and find David. Which I don't know why he thought that this woman who like doesn't want to see David is gonna is gonna like know where he is, and the little Liliana is like, I don't care where he is, I don't know where he is as long as he's not here. I don't want, I don't want. Um I don't want him to get the wrong... I'm sorry. This is where he, she's talking to... She must be talking to Marshall at this point. She's
0: talking to Waluigi. Yeah. Because he comes up behind her and she's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I thought you were David. David. Yeah. And
1: I'm like, there's no situation where this guy behind you is better than Garrett Davies, no. Like, there's no... Where you're not like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> Even if you don't want to get the Garrett Davies monster hands and uh, neck meat caresses and kisses, like, you still don't want to turn around and find, like, the yeah. fucking crypt keeper behind you. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. So... Um, Tobo steals the thing, steals the paperwork, goes to see Gare, and at, while this is happening, um, Lilian is, like, having her smoke break, her concessions break. Waluigi comes up behind her and is like, Meh. and, uh, where's David? And she's like, I don't fucking know. We're not dating. I don't want him to get, the, but I don't want him to get the wrong impression about us. And so I'm like, so are you not dating Marshall either? Because earlier you made it, it seemed like maybe you were, or he wanted to. Like, yeah. like I feel like... The show doesn't doesn't know who's dating who, except that right now she doesn't like anybody. And maybe two guys like her, maybe only one guy likes her. Maybe Marshall's just using her. Like the show doesn't know and it doesn't really matter. I think Marshall's using her as bait for David. Maybe. That makes that yeah. makes some that makes more sense than I feel like the show put into it. So let's go with that. Yeah, let's go with that theory. So anyway, so we're back at David's motel and he's like, Cool dog, you brought me some insurance paperwork. Gare is not at all surprised by this. Gare's like, uh-huh. Cool. The dog gave me insurance paperwork. This makes perfect sense. So he gets it. He sees that they're insurance papers, but he doesn't really like look at he, it. He doesn't really look at it or like put two and two together. He's just like a dog gave me insurance papers as happens in real life this is fine. <laughs> so, Let's
0: talk about Leanne a little bit. Longer. Lillian.
1: Lillian. Lillian. The way that they pronounce that I I was like is her name Lily space Ann or is her name Lilian? Lillian? But the way the way that they he like does he doesn't choose Lillian, he doesn't choose Lily Ann, he like chooses this pronunciation that is halfway between <laughs> Lillian. And I was like, okay, add a little bit of flair. Sure. Add some gare flair to it. Why not? Gare flair. Her name doesn't matter. So, um he he gets a phone call um, at the motel, um, and Ma- I think it's Marshall calling him, and he's like, "Hey, Lily, Lillianne wants to see you." And Gare's like, "All right, awesome." And he's like, "Where, do- where does she want me to meet her?" Oh, this abandoned barn in the middle of a field in the middle of the night. Cool, my erection will get me there. Yeah. So, <laughs> boop, boop, <laughs> no, no questions, <laughs> no questions, no fucking questions at all. Even the dog looks at him like you dumbass. Like, he you- tries
0: to hide the keys. Yeah. He's like, don't get it together. Yeah, the don't dog do takes the his thing. keys
1: and sits on top of them, like he'll never find them now. And I'm like. You're smart enough to understand insurance fraud, but not smart enough to think that the guy is going to look under you for the keys. Like, <laughs> he's okay. like, oh, you're trying to hide the keys, boy. How come? You don't want me to get laid? Don't you want me to get laid, boy? <laughs> so, Garrett.
0: No one likes a cock blocker, Tobo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the littlest cock blocker. <laughs> Little Hobo is kind of a bitch in this scene, but like he's he's a smart bitch. He understands. So, yeah. um, Gare is like, uh, I there's Punani to wait awaiting uh, for me. So goodbye, Little tobo, <laughs> I must go. <laughs> I must go where I am needed. Condor calls for aid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, so so little Tobo's is like you fucking idiot. Whatever. So, um. <laughs> It's, so, yeah, so Garrett takes back his biggest keychain with a photo on it that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like a whole ass, like, it photo, like a um photo frame. Yeah, it definitely yeah. felt like... like a, with
0: a 5x7 in
1: it. It felt like they were like, uh, we only have CRTV uh, televisions, and yeah. so we need you to be able to see it in the audience. And the
0: dog needed to be able to hold it in its mouth. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So it needs to be the biggest keychain... <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be a family portrait chained to one car key. Yeah. It needs to be huge. So, um, so Gary's like, uh, I'm off to get fucked. So, um, mm. uh, hopefully, literally, but actually, metaphorically, yeah. yeah. So he goes off to this fucking barn in the middle of the night,
0: and he's like, yeah,
1: yeah. And when when he leaves, he's like, he's like, dog, I can't take you with me. This one's personal. And I'm like. So like before like I don't okay. The way they interact with this dog is just so insane to me. But he's like, Dog, I have to go get laid and I can't have you there. Alright, I gotta be off. So he goes off and leaves. It's um it was daytime when the dog goes to visit him. It is now pitch black in the middle of the fucking night, and the dog follows this car out to the middle of the field, because the dog is like, This seems sketchy. And I'm like, Well, you're smarter than Gare in this okay. <laughs> so um Gare goes off to this random barn. he's like, Lillian Lillian, I'm here, and so is my dick. Like, do you wanna you wanna fuck in this field? Someone comes up behind him. It's clearly Marshall who comes up behind him and chloroforms him. And Gary immediately just slumps over in this guy's arms (laughs) (laughs) in this in this loving chloroform embrace. So he passes out. Um, he gets his keys stolen. And the guy, Marshall, um, takes the guy, takes Gare's car and drives away in it. Yes. The dog sits there. The dog watches. And I wrote, the dog knows. So the dog is sitting there, like, watching all this stuff happen. He goes over and tries, <laughs> tries to wake Gare up. And the way that he tries to wake Gare up is by tapping him in his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I was like, okay, the dog's walking up to him. Maybe the dog's going to, like, lick his face or something or, like, bark at him. or Not like... reacting in this scene must have been so fucking hard.
0: <laughs> Pippin gets too close to jumping up on the bed in the wrong spot and Matt rolls over. Gar had to lay there and be like...
1: Using all my training, using (laughs) all my training, cold, cold showers, (laughs) cold showers, naked Margaret Thatcher. I can do this. (laughs) I can do this naked on a cold day. (laughs) (laughs) And the dog, the dog walks up and just like gently strokes him on his dick. And I was like, I was like, well, that was a visual choice, (laughs) okay. Um, But Gare (laughs) Gare is still so chloroformed that um, even a gentle dog tap on his nuts does not wake him up. So the dog runs back to the Renaissance Fair, steals Lillianne's, like cloak or coat or whatever, steal yeah. an article of her clothing. and the and the woman she's talking to him again, like this is just some rando guy who walked up and was like, aha, ha pulling a prank on you." and I'm just like, this is a dog. Why does no one <laughs>
0: why does no one understand? it's a special dog because
1: it's a it's a special government issue super dog. <laughs> I guess. So she's like, you you dog you fucking ass." So she runs after him and is like, give me. Give me um, my coat back. The Renaissance Festival is not like still playing right now. Like this is in the evening. Like yeah. all the guests have gone. She is still dressed like she like she's working at the Ren Fair. She, she was she,
0: traveling in a like in horse, her old timey middle horse pulled carriage, dressed like a medieval lady. Yeah. And Marsha was traveling on a horse in full night getup. Yeah. When they're
1: not about to be on stage, and now they are off stage. Yeah. So it's just sort of like. Is this the only clothing she's that you own? Is that what you think? To the theater? Is that I was gonna say that's the way they play this is like I am a performer. I always look like this. <laughs> like, I'm like, well, that's a choice because she's supposed to be in the theater, not mentally ill. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. those are those are different things. I think uh, I, sometimes. I mean, sometimes <laughs> I was like, fuck. Is that what he wears? this brown suit. He's like, this is my computer suit. <laughs> I'm always in my computer suit <laughs> for computing. So. Um, the dog, it's, (laughs) the dog brings Lily Ann like 90% of the way to Gare, then gives her back her coat. And then she's like, all right, thanks, dog. I'm going to go back. And the dog's like, bark, bark, (laughs) come see this. (laughs) Come see Timmy in the well. And I was like, why didn't you just lead her all the way to his prone corpse? So why, why did you stop halfway and go, here's your coat? But really, Gare is dead. Yeah. um. Somehow she understands. She's like, "Oh, Timmy's in the well. Gears not getting laid. Lead me onwards." <laughs> so she, the dog brings gear. Uh, brings gear. Brings Lily Ann over to Gare's corpse. It is so dark. You cannot see a goddamn thing that is happening. Just that there's probably a dog and two people on screen. But yeah. it's just it's like vague shapes. They didn't have any like um, background lights or anything anywhere. So um, she. She's like, lead on, MacDuff, And I was like, OK, so you know Shakespeare, but the play that you're doing is like welcome Satan into our souls. <laughs> like, like, the fuck? OK. So anyways, um, not that I'm against doing a traveling Satan play. I feel like I need to make that clear. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I have my mug at home from the Satanic Temple. I I rock on devil horns. I love Satan. But what the fuck is this? Like, they're not, (laughs) as far as I know, like the (laughs) Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan, none of them are doing traveling street plays to indoctrinate children. So like, I really, I am deeply disturbed by this. Anyway, so she's like, aha, I do know Shakespeare. I'm going to have one line of Shakespeare. So it's classing up this joint, like onward. And because it's it's a Gare thing. So like Gare has to have at least one Shakespeare line per thing he does. After Deadly Harvest. <laughs> After Deadly Harvest. So um, she goes with the dog. They find Gare passed out. Uh, and she, like, starts, like, going through Gare's, like, pockets. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, sure, yeah, no, like, mug him while he's out, whatever. Yeah. She finds the insurance she papers. in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> They're all thieves <laughs> and Satanists, I guess? Yes. So she finds she finds the insurance papers. Um, neither one of them is putting two and two together, and this dog is just like, these fucking morons, like insurance <laughs> theft, insurance crime. So the dog just pieces out. She's like he's like, aha, I've done my duty for the day. The dog pieces out and goes back to the Renaissance fair to investigate insurance fraud because the dog is still on the clock, I guess. So the dog goes back, um, sees Marshall um dropping or like spilling um, what do you call it, gasoline all over this entire this entire um wooden Wooden um, Renaissance, yeah. The the what do you call the the cart, the carriage, and he's putting hay bales everywhere. So he's like trying to have extra kindling, and he's and he's adding his gasoline, and he eventually just dumps his gas container. And I'm like, any insurance investigator, like there's an accelerant, and you left the gas container, Marshall. I (laughs) do think this was going to work. You fucking idiot. Like, be better at your crimes. I guess (laughs) what that's what I'm asking for from the theater community is be better at your crimes. So. He's doing all this stuff and the dog is just sitting there giving him fucking judgy German shepherd eyes. Like just the judgiest little bitch eyes. Like I know what you did. Um, maybe the dog is the devil. That would be like a really interesting twist in all this. If the dog yeah. is like, I don't know, Satan trying to atone. Like Lucifer. Yeah. But a dog. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> you know, Lucifer's not in the Bible. Um, We discussed this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. He's from Dante's Inferno. Yeah. So Lucifer is a fan fiction character. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it would be funny if the dog were fan fiction of a fan fiction character, like twice yeah. removed from yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Just like anything that gives me any kind of a sense as to oh, what oh, the fuck.
0: Maybe. Oh, hang on. No, do it. Do it. <laughs> maybe the dog. Maybe the dog is a carouche and he's trying, to, he's trying to. Fuck you. It's
1: trying to. Fuck. No. Fuck. <laughs> no. You ruined it. No. This podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> The natural outgrowth for anybody of a vampire that talk episode. For, <laughs> for anybody that hasn't um, watched that episode of Forever Night or listened to uh, that episode of Coming Eighty One Kilo, yes, they're in the world of Forever Night for uh, one episode only, and then never before <laughs> one or after in one episode only they bring up the idea of um, if you are turned into a vampire and the first thing that you drink from is an animal then all that you crave is animal blood. Like, yeah, you can drink human blood. you can also turn animals, and you can turn animals into vampires. And you can turn animals into vampires. And, do- and animal vampires can turn humans into human vampires. And in that episode of Forever Night, uh, there is a dog that is turned into a vampire... And the dog is is owned by a blind lady who has multiple scler- sclerosis, and then the dog bites the blind lady, and she ends up becoming a vampire, and her multiple sclerosis is cured, and she can see, and they both fucking fly off at the end. To, how I guess, is, that, to, how I guess, is
0: that not as how is that less weird than the little Tobo is atoning for his vampire sins? <laughs> he was brought to in nineteen sixty eight.
1: Oh my god! Pray <laughs> the littlest the, the littlest hobo. Can I be honest though? Like I'll be. I don't remember. It's a. It's a. No. It's a. It's a. Um, it's a German Shepherd no, no, with odd markings. No. No. In um in in Forever Night, it's a blonde. It's a yellow. It's a, it's lab, a golden right? retriever. Yeah. If if the littlest hobo were like the the follow up series to that episode of Forever Night. It would explain what the fuck is going on. Because that dog in Forever Night is smart enough to understand. It's super smart, yeah. Like, Gare in that show can't always figure out how to turn (laughs) someone into a vampire. But the dog gets it in one shot. (laughs) 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 I don't even fucking. But, like, I don't hate the idea of The Littlest Hobo as, like, the follow-up series to that episode. Because it ends, that episode ends with the dog and lady flying off into the night. I'm not using fly off, like... Like I'm not using it as literally um, as uh, as um what do you call it metaphorical language? Yeah, like they no, literally jump literal. in the air, like burr, 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 they fly off into the air, like and it feels like they're off to solve some crimes. It would
0: explain how the little hobo can travel around so quickly too, like how he can chase yeah. down a
1: car. Yeah, that's yeah. In Both in all three episodes that we watched, yeah, he is chasing cars and vans and shit the entire time, and like yeah. traversing all around town. At and very we fast know speeds. from like
0: two episodes later that as long as he doesn't believe that the sun will hurt him, <laughs> then the sun won't hurt him. So it's perfectly fine.
1: You know what? Honestly, like th- this actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. I, yeah, it, yeah. I You're begrudgingly welcome. accept your logic, and I <laughs> fucking I fucking hate it. <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> the littlest uh, the littlest. <laughs> <laughs> fuck I think I think that's the merchandise you have to make the littlest caroush. <laughs> that we wear when we do our 5k to support some multiple sclerosis I'm charity I'm gonna make those I am gonna make those because I just, I just need yeah. to order them yeah because it just made me feel so fucking dirty to watch that episode I was like can we just there there is we looked it up I think at one point there is like a um, multiple sclerosis charity that's based in Toronto and I just feel like if we did our fun run 5K. Yeah. We should donate yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just Someone has to because it just feels dirty. Anyways, back to the littlest hobo. <laughs> the littlest <laughs> <crude>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, my God. That fucking. What happened in season three of Forever Night? I just. Um, everything. All cocaine. the things. So, <laughs> I mean, pro- probably. <laughs> so. But not by gear. No. No. He was just led on by the love of acting and making yes. that. So, anyways, anyways, this guy is like, huh, "I'm gonna set the, I'm gonna set the the um carriage." I know you said "carriage." Fuck you. I know you said "carriage." The carriage. I'm gonna set the carriage on fire. I have my um, my plastic um, container from the from the gasoline. A sitting really? There.
0: Huge container of gasoline yeah. too. It's like yeah. a ten
1: gallon container. <laughs> Never enormous. seen a gas no. can that big. So. He well, he had to light an entire it's like Renaissance Trashcan Festival. <laughs> he had to light a whole Renaissance Festival on fire. Uh, he didn't want to get. He didn't want to have to go back and get two containers. Except so it's he... all
0: plywood covered
1: in straw. I don't even think he needed accelerant. He <laughs> <laughs> just needed to look at it real hard, and it would burst yeah. into flames. So, um, let's see. Yeah. So he lets it. He lights the whole thing on fire, and he he has David's keys because remember, Marshall stole David's car from like five minutes ago. Um, before the cruise discussion and uh, so Littlest Hobo's like aha I understand that you're trying you're trying to frame David and I'm like the dog understands the idea of framing someone for yes. a crime? I mean I guess if you understand insurance fraud really everything else is just is just follows from it but whatever yep. so he picks up David's giant fucking car keys Um, and leaves the camp while the camp is on fire so while this is going on Lillian leaves David in a fucking pile. Leaves Gary in a fucking pile next to this abandoned barn after he's been chloroformed and not fucked. Which well, because she thinks he stole the, she thinks
0: he stole the um, insurance paperwork. Yeah, and she's trying to put it back before they notice.
1: Yeah, but like, why? Why? Like, why do you give I a know. shit? Do you know what I mean like? Like, well, she doesn't give a shit about Gary. That's yeah. the point of this whole yeah. episode. Yeah, but like, Marshall already thinks that Gary is like doing stuff. Uh, it's it's like Marshall had said if I see you do one more stupid thing I'm gonna call the cops so maybe what if they found I think she's trying to protect him he's trying to protect him yeah Yeah. if we found the insurance paperwork on you that's one more stupid thing and we'll call the cops on you but like whatever she's just like fucking he's fine prone in a field that happens to him all the time so she takes the insurance paperwork she runs back to the camp and she's like, oh, this would be in Marshall's office because he's like the the head of the whole Renaissance Festival. I'll just pop it in his office. And instead of doing what I think any of us would do if you were going to put it back, which is open the door, throw it on a desk and leave. She's like, let me fi- figure out. Let me just mentally try and like get into Marshall's head and figure out exactly where he would have put this in his whole fucking office. Yeah. And it's just like fucking why? So she's in there. She has the light on in Marshall's office. Um, this guy, the Marshall is setting the whole place on fire. He sees the light on and he's like, oh, I should probably go and lock the door. Why? You're burning the whole thing down. What does it matter that the door's unlocked? But like fucking whatever. So anyway, so he goes up there. He locks the door. It's a teeny tiny little room in a caravan. He doesn't see that there's a human woman inside. But like yeah. fucking, again, in this episode, dogs are smarter than people. <laughs> Which, whatever. <laughs> so he goes up. He locks it. And it's one of those sliding locks that I feel like... On the outside. On the outside. Like, do they the- lock him in at full moons or something? Just fucking whatever. Sure, whatever. Yeah, it's like it's like okay, this lock is only here so that the dog can do a sliding lock later. But although, it can I be honest? Probably for travel. Sure, fucking sure. But like. If if they had had it be, like, a lock with a key or, like, a combination lock and the dog managed to, like, break open a combination lock, that would have made as much sense to me as the rest dog of this episode. Pull, <laughs> dog pulls lock picks out of his fur. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a stethoscope and he's, like, listening to the tumblers move yeah. inside. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have yeah. made as much sense. But anyways, yeah, he locks her into his office from the fucking outside, which... Does not change my mind about the idea that, like, maybe they're locking children in here to sacrifice to save later, <laughs> now that I think about it. Like Entirely that, possible. <laughs> it lines up. So he locks her in there. Uh, bum, bum, bum. Let's see. Yeah, she gets locked in there. Um, the d- Marshall and the dog get into, like, a staring match, and they have a whole argument <laughs> while the camp is on fire. The- Marshall literally goes, nice try, dog, but it's too late now. Does he know the dog is trying to thwart his insurance fraud? Like, yes. I don't. <laughs> he literally is like rubbing yes. his hands together like, aha, dog, I've outsmarted you. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, sir, this is a dog. Is just a dog. <laughs> <It's> a <karush. laughs> it's just a fucking crime fighting Karouche. Oh, my God.
0: Are That's we, where we draw the line? Are we, are we, are
1: we giving somebody – someone's going to listen to this and have, get ideas and be like, oh, my God.
0: Uh, if somebody made that show, I'd watch the shit out of it. <laughs> Crime-Fighting Vampire Dog? Look, Hell I knew yeah. we both would.
1: We both absolutely yeah, fucking we would. We
0: on. God. I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle Standards? This. Who's that? Don't know her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I literally just got dizzy from, like, not breathing from laughing. Okay, so uh, he's like, aha, dog, it's too late now. Um, Lillian is trapped inside the blaze. She finds the chloroform and chloroform rag from Marshall's office and like that's how she puts together that that like that's what happened to Marshall. Um, Not that he just passed out in a field somewhere. So she's like, aha, I know Marshall's a dickhead. I'm like, good, you finally figured it out. Mm. So the dog goes up to the door and the dog is like, aha, a sliding lock. I've been trained for this moment. And the dog manages to like jump up and smash the lock open. So he not only frees Lillian from the burning carriage, but there's like a giant bell like what they have at um at arby's (laughs) a giant giant arby's bell (laughs) next to the carriage and the dog is like aha and pulls the giant rope on the bell to ring the bell all the people who work at the renaissance fair they had said earlier they were like um we're all gonna go out to dinner lily do you want to join us and she's like yeah i'll join you later whatever so they were all like getting their drink on and or snacking like in town somewhere eating they all hear the bell and they're like aha they saw the
0: renaissance bat signal
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're like, aha, we're called to action. And I was like, Is is that what the bell is for? Like Renaissance Festival Emergencies? Yes. And you're just like, What did you say? The the um the beacon of Gondor's leg? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't know that the Renaissance Festival needed an emergency bell system, but like whatever. And they're like, Oh, they do. They do if your if your leader is Marshall. I guess did he set the place on fire for the insurance money again? again. Jesus. So they're like, "Aha, we're needed! Come, come, crew, come! What did you call it? The troop? Come troop of the Renaissance Festival! <laughs> like, come on, guys!" So they all run back to the um, the Renaissance Festival. Um, they see that it's on fire, and here comes Gear, still half chloroformed, like half running, half falling. Um, with the rest of the Renaissance, Renaissance Fair people. So there everyone who's not Gare and Lillian are trying to like move the hay bales and like stop the thing stop um the fire from spreading to the other carriages. And Gare is just like, I'm here and there's a panicky lady. Let me just do what I do. And should sh-.
0: probably make out.
1: I think that will stop the fire. I
0: think that will stop
1: the I fire. I think <laughs> my dick has a lot of uh abilities. <laughs> Look, we're gonna need to get Magical. moisture from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see a hose anywhere around here? I don't. <laughs> I brought it. <laughs> Allow me. <laughs> Gentle folks, stand aside. <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> I Let me use my wet kisses to <laughs> stop the Renaissance Festival from bring down. Like, they're literally just making out and, like, hugging in front of the Renaissance Festival. And nothing up to this point has suggested that this woman wants to get back together with him. Or even really that they had enough of a relationship that getting together is the right verb. It's just sort of like we dated briefly. Yeah. But the second there's fire, she is wet and hot for Gary. <laughs> She's like, oh my
0: God, I almost died. Now I know what I really want in life. And that's your dick. That dick. <laughs> that dick. <laughs> and I'm just like,
1: okay, all, all right. right. That's a, that's a that's choice. That's So fair. then the dog somehow, after after releasing um, Lillianne from Marshall's Um, office, somehow the dog must have gone back and picked up the insurance papers, because he brings the insurance papers back to Lillian and Gare, and is like, okay, you guys, let me just dumb it the fuck down for you. (sighs) For the fifth time, for the last time. Insurance papers, the insurance period ends today, the Renaissance Festival is on fire, we don't know where Marshall is, everything smells like gasoline, and they're like, (laughs) like, oh, hey, dog, we get it now. (laughs) And I'm just like... This dog plays relief in a way that <laughs> felt very identifiable. So, um, so they're like, they're like, oh, "Okay, dog, you were trying to explain insurance fraud to us. Now we get it." And I'm just like, "Okay, again, I'm really stuck on the fact that you that you got insurance fraud after the dog got insurance fraud." But whatever. So they find, um, they get the insurance papers. They find all the gas cans. They slowly fucking put it all together. Cut to Marshall trying to leave the scene on a horse. Still in Renaissance Fair garb. like Because, again, they don't have regular clothing. No. He looks like fucking Batman <laughs> sitting there, like, trying. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the dog looks like Batman. Uh, let me get my notes right. The dog is like Batman judging the fuck out of this guy. Um, Marshall sees that the camp is not totally burned down. And Marshall is like, guess I better go back to finish the job <laughs> while arguing with this fucking dog. And I'm just like, okay, all right. I, I can't suspend my disbelief anymore. This is, like, a lot to ask. So Marshall goes back to the camp. He climbs on top of whichever carriage it is that has that um, that that platform that lowers down that Lillian was on earlier, and it also apparently has a trapdoor on the roof that is not like A trap door that, like, drops you into a room with, like, cushions and stuff that, like, no one else sees. It is a trap door room where the front of the trap door room is open to the audience. So it looks like he falls from a height that should break his fucking ankles. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: into a room that is painted. Did you notice this? It's painted with, like, a big Satan face and, like, a bunch of flames (laughs) and shit. (laughs) Which I guess is where they drop the children that they steal. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's why Lillian doesn't want to be with Garrett because she's like, "Look, I have a satanic orgy every fucking night." I'm
0: trying to save you. I'm trying to save your (laughs) eternal soul. I know what happens if you give it away to a woman just because it felt like the right thing to do at
1: the time. (laughs) She's like, "I can't, I can't fuck you. I'm a, (laughs) I'm a vampire. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't condemn you to this life of darkness with me on my traveling Renaissance Festival of the Damned." Yeah. So, anyways, he climbs on. Marshall climbs onto the roof of this, and somehow he's going to like. Set the whole place on fire from the roof, even though he no longer has his gas can. And I'm just like, okay, whatever, guys. You just you just feel like just... Sure. Just whatever. You're just phoning it in at this point. So he gets on top of the roof. All of a sudden, we cut to like his point of view, like looking out at the ground. Everyone from the Renaissance Festival and gear are wearing matching cloaks. And I'm just like, fucking what? Like that's not... (laughs) Again... Are you a cult? Like, (laughs) the more I think about this, the more I'm like, you guys are a traveling, child-stealing cult. And you're getting poor, poor computer guy Gare into this. And you're just replacing useless Marshall, who wanted to stop this cult, with horny Gare, who is just totally into Lily. Who is, like, in Lilyann's clutches. Yeah. What is actually happening in this episode is very dark. But he looks, so uh, Marshall looks out. He sees an army of people wearing, wearing um, cloaks. They all stand up um, and remove their hoods in sync as one on mass. And he is so fucking terrified. He's like, I had debts. They were threatening me. I had no choice. I had to. And I'm like, I'm like, You're, what are you scared of? They're all just standing there staring at you like you, you were going to burn down their whole livelihood. Like, I, yeah, like they're not, I don't know. It was just, it's very like it's threatening in the like we're a cult and we're going to stab you and, and sacrifice you later. So kind of fashion. He panics so much. While he's panicking, the dog goes like to the side of the carriage and there's a lever and the dog's like, fuck you, dude, and pulls the lever, which he knows somehow is going to open the trap door even though the dog has never seen it. The dog is like the mechanical engineer of this whole fucking Renaissance Festival. So he pulls the lever and the guy's like, and he like falls into his fucking Satan trap and everyone's like, good job, team, problem solved. So I, so then we we jump to the next day and I'm like... Did you call the cops for the attempted arson? No.
0: What they happened finished sacrificing him? I fucking mo- and buried and him in a field in probably. Field, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, they're just they're just like future crime thwarted, no follow-up, he no already questions. Yeah, half a gallon
0: of chloroform. Yeah. He had like a giant ass bottle of chloroform. Why did he
1: already have the chloroform? What the fuck was happening <laughs> at this Renaissance <laughs> fair? They're driving around. They're yep. they're um Name checking Satan. They have a Satan, a uh, Beelzebub flag. They have a um, a pit, a trapdoor that leads into Satan. They have matching, matching robes. Cloaks. Yep. Yeah, they're only they're traveling from town to town so that no one can like can catch on to them before they yep. do whatever they're going to do. They only perform for children and the elderly who aren't going to be missed. Fucking yep, dog. Dog, maybe Marshall was the good guy. He was just like, I can't, I can't live this life of sin anymore. I can't sacrifice children to Beelzebub anymore. Oh my God. Is the littlest hobo Satan? Anyways, anyways, can't think about it. Can't think about it. Gonna think about it. Can't think about it. Nope. So we cut to like the next day or a couple of days later. Gare is now the boss of the Round Sense Festival. He comes out of what used to be Marshall's office. He's wearing his flowy tunic. He's mm-hmm. wearing a flowy puffy shirt, and I was like, "Yes, it's this a work is, shirt. This is the gear that we know." This, yes. his, yeah, his work <laughs> shirt from Forever Night. His He's I finally transform. His I gotta fill up my my bottles of blood for my keg of blood <laughs> shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kirkland blood bloodcake.
1: I, I am of the theater now. Goodbye, brown suit. Hello, puffy shirt. <laughs> like I was like, yes. He's like, I'll give
0: you all the money you need to rebuild this. I have become my final form.
1: Yeah. He's like, he um he's got a little pencil behind the ear, so you know he's still serious. Yeah. And he's like, um, we've got all this all this money that'll that'll um be enough to fix up your carriage and um. All of you guys are fucking theater hippies who can't um, do math. So I will be in charge and I know computer, so I can do math. So I will um, be in charge of all the money and I'll run everything. And I will basically um, teach you guys how to handle a small business because my the degree I'm working on at at university is, I guess, running a small business. Small
0: business computers? Small sure. business computers, yeah.
1: So um, he's like, I got a um, – what do you call it? He got money from school. He got a grant. He got a grant from school. To uh, like learn how to run a small business, he's like, "What business is smaller than this traveling sex cult?" <laughs> 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 so um, he's like, "I will, I will fix the rent. You guys are dumb and can't handle money, and so I will be in charge of the money." Um, but I'm cool now, and I have my puffy flowy shirt, and. Uh, Lillianne, who wanted nothing to do with you earlier, was so fucking entranced by your, um, the little inch of chest I see through your open shirt that, like, now I want to blow you, and we're boyfriend-girlfriend again, and we're here, we're together forever. So then Gare is like, um, oh, sorry, it's a study grant. I did make a note. I just went blind trying to read my notes. So, um, I will, I will use all the, um, information I get from running this for my thesis, and so, like, I, I can still be serious, and you guys can still be theatrical, and we can still fuck later, and it's great. So, um... Gare does his making out. So their making out does actually get to finally happen. He does get to lay lips on a lady. So thumbs up. The Gare that we know is becoming. Yes. So.
0: The butterfly is
1: broken out of the shell. <laughs> the chrysalis has opened. So <laughs> this, this poor man. We are just – okay. Anyways. Yeah. So um, he knows what he did. He, he knows who he is. <laughs> so he's go, he's like mar, 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 making out with the lady and the dog is there and the dog is like, I have solved all the crimes. My time here is over. And he's like, hey, dog, do you want me to give you a ride into town? The fuck? Did you think the dog was going to catch a bus somewhere? Like, what do you what do you think is happening with this dog? Anyways, I'm still just, uh, yeah. So um, the dog is just like, fuck off, man, and just starts, like, walking away from the camp. He stops. He looks back, and he's like, yes, I have done good with this camp. Goodbye. But it's
0: probably more like, well, did I do the right
1: thing here? <laughs> Goodbye, sex orgy. <laughs> I don't know that I did. I'll I am, just flee before I get implicated. I am merely a dog. I can only handle um arson and insurance fraud. I can't handle saving the children of the world from the sex orgy that that Gare is now conducting. So the dog is like, goodbye, team. And so Gare is like, I'm sorry to see him go, but I can't blame him. Traveling around is a great way of life. How do you know? Do you know he's the littlest hobo? Like, do you? Did he give you a card? Like, I don't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's like Mothman. He's just in the zeitgeist.
1: (laughs) fucking i guess i guess he's just like he's just like i can't stop him he is the little hobo goodbye fellow traveler of the seas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the episode ends and i literally my note just ends and with and it's like their their theme song is is all about being a hobo it's got it's got words to it it's got lyrics and it's all about like traveling on and i was just like okay all right i i've on an emotional journey i don't know that the hobo did not just um become implicated in a, a satanic sex cult yeah so i have i have some questions about that but he stopped arson so i guess i guess That's you good. you weigh you weigh the benefit to society based yeah. on that but i literally just my notes just end with me with me in all caps writing this is a dog <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck yes. i mean i mean we've established in this episode that he's actually a carouche. yes so okay so how would i how would i rate this sloppy kisses wise um in terms of, like, the actual number of sloppy kisses, we get two, one in front of Flames, which is thumbs up, good job. One where he's wearing a flowing Renaissance shirt, so also thumbs up, good job. Mm-hmm. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed this episode so fucking much because of how um, married it was to this insane, ridiculous premise. Yes. It was just like, we have the dog. The dog knows shit action and i was just like oh okay like all right like we are going to suspend the disbelief the entire time no one is going to question this no one has any has any ties to a reality where all dogs do not solve all crimes <laughs> and they're just they're just going with it and i i appreciate i appreciate um the seriousness that they took with this just insane Insane universe that they live in. So I, and it wasn't even like you know sometimes you watch a kids show for children and you're just bored because it's for kids. This I this was actually enjoyable for me. This like I would watch this. I think it was aimed at kids because it's a dog who solves crimes. But like I I didn't mind watching this. So like you know what? Elementary seven. I would give this seven sloppy wet kisses out of ten because there's like there's like the hints of the gear that he would be. There's a dog that fucking probably is a Karouche from Forever <laughs> Night, <laughs> which I, I I hated when you first said it, and now I kind of I kind of yeah, love it because like I can
0: it's tell. either that
1: or like I said, there's on Wikipedia it says there's like one episode where he's actually like a government lab experiment, and like if I had to pick between government lab experiment and um, immortal Karouche, I like immortal Karouche better because yeah. government lab experiment makes me kind of sad, right? Because he's either a dog that's experimented on or he's like. Uh, the a dog that was one. created at, like yeah. cloned out of something and I'm like either version of that bums me out and that means that he's uh, that he's like the littlest hobo because he's on the run from the government and that bums me out too I like the version that he's a Karush and he just goes around helping everyone and changing lives because he wants to go around changing lives and and maybe apologizing for his vampire dog nature. I yeah. I think that's like that's more appealing to me. But it's like yeah, it's like fun and and cute and enjoyable even though the whole time I was just like it's a dog. <laughs> Why does no <laughs> one understand that it's a dog? Um I feel like Gare also did a good job of like buying into the premise and like yeah. talking directly to the dog and like shaking his paw and like Um, treating him just like any other actor on set who maybe is not giving him as much as, like, he would need from a fellow actor. He's just like, I will will give a little extra for your dog acting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm going to give it five raised eyebrows out of five because he had to lay (laughs) still while the dog pawed his nuts. (laughs) 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 Which he did successfully. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. No twitching. Unless they had to switch to a dummy to make it through (laughs) that scene. I don't know which. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He either didn't know that was coming and he reacted really well or he, they went through several shots and he was like,
1: okay, okay. You know, you know. Um, I don't think the dog would just bark at me and lick my face, guys. I really think it's more true to the character for the dog to uh, see what I'm packing and immediately yeah. just start pawing well, at it. Well, they probably
0: just, you know, signaled for the dog to paw, like paw at whatever because yeah. like it paws at the – door it paws at the whatever. yeah it's clearly like
1: an action and it was does. meant to be like pawing at his chest and so or i belly think they maybe. were probably like paw at it and it was like boost right there because the- <laughs> you're no you are you are right it's not yeah. even it's not even like like a stroke down like you'd like you'd think of for like the paw motion it yeah. is it is like ah, oh, there's a rat under there Smack yeah it's yeah. so and it's right on his
0: right on his crotch and so he had to lay still knowing that was coming <laughs> Or it took him by surprise, and he still didn't react. But either way, that is that quality is, acting. That's quality yeah. acting. Yeah. yeah. Now,
1: he is, he is dedicated to the craft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, watch it. Um, come for the hobo dog, for the littlest hobo, and stay for the nut taps. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, on that note. Until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.